Amen. Amen. Where I come from, that's the greeting. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This morning, I want to share, when Pastor John asked me to do this, it was one of those, oh yeah, okay. And uh, it didn't take long to pray about it. The only thought was that PCR test. Two spikes up your nose, one coming, one going. <laughs> and uh, finally I settled down. I thought, well, he's about the only one I'll have that done for. <laughs> so uh, that's the beginning of it. But very clearly, right from the beginning, as I started to pray, God gave me a very clear word. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The scripture came very quickly, very precisely. And that is Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. As I got the scripture, I began to just see certain things that I just began to feel in my spirit. And so this morning, I want to say I'm not going to be dynamic. I'm not running around. I want to stick very closely to my notes. Because I felt that the Lord gave me specific things to say. I want to say them accurately. And uh, I want those things to be imparted. Not only to Pastor John and uh, Pastor Bev, but to the congregation. You see, what's happening in his life is happening in yours. And you've got to support that and follow that. So, I'm not going to read the chapter, but I've asked that the scripture go up and remain up, and uh, I'll just give where I'm at, and you can just read it. So as we look at that portion of the scripture, I think it's a well-known scripture. It's always uh, a blessing. It's one that uh, in almost any leadership situation, we can take stuff from it. So let me just give a little bit of background. Uh, the way I do it is I give a bit of background. I I'm a word person, and I'll explain words, but I'll make statements, and that's what you need to get. Amen. Amen. So that's just me. But you see, in this passage of Scripture before us, we find that God is speaking to a new leader, challenging him and encouraging him for the task that's ahead of him. And... Uh, we know that Canaan was before him. And uh, we see that the people needed to possess that. They were given that. And uh, in the land, there's going to be a many, many problems. There's going to be situations. You see, to possess Canaan, they were required to go into the land. They would have to face warfare. They would have to have faith. They'd have to be courageous. And so God gives him the necessary information to enter Canaan. And uh, there's a couple of interesting things that I'm going to bring out here in that. From the little that I picked up, I believe that ACF is by choice about to move into something new. I wasn't told anything. It was just my birthday, and uh, I'm not retiring. 
And I'm going to say something about the retiring in a moment. But, uh, you see, for this to happen, let me say, you've got to have your eyes on the Lord and with His Word in your heart. It's not going to be enough just for Pastor John to do that. We've got to have that. Amen. Amen. So in God's Word to Joshua, we can find help, we can find encouragement for what lies ahead. And uh, I want to just begin to talk about that. There's three things that I pulled out of it that I just want to focus on and I want to just set before you. I've entitled the message, The Walk Into Your Future. The Walk Into Your Future. The first point is that we must walk in God's path. The second one is we must walk in God's promises. The third one is that we must walk in God's power. And uh, those are essential. So now when the Lord speaks to Joshua, he gives Joshua some important information about the path that he should walk. When God said to Joshua, needs to be heard by us. So as you walk into your future, you need to know the path that's in front of you. You need to know what the path is going to look like. And you know, the walk of faith doesn't always reveal everything. It's easier to walk by sight. And that's a key that I'm going to bring out a little later. So our walk is by faith. We don't necessarily have to see everything, but we've got to believe everything. Hallelujah. So the first thing is that this walk and along this path involves timing. Timing is crucial. And so the Lord kind of speaks to Joshua. He says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. And that has always fascinated me. It's been an amazing thing. I like those kind of statements. Moses is dead. Pastor John gets up and he says, there's no baton. I haven't got a baton to pass. Neither did Joshua. He didn't get a baton. I wonder where the baton thing comes from because there's no baton by me. I told them, when I'm dead, do what you've got to do. But you're getting nothing from me. Hallelujah. I, I've left it all, hopefully. And so that's an important statement. You see, God is just reminding Joshua that a new day has dawned for Israel. It's a new time for him. Israel was following Moses through the wilderness. God spoke to Moses. Moses told the people what was going on and what he had heard from the Lord. And Israel lived that way for 40 years. They waited for the instruction of Moses. And so now Moses is dead. God wants Joshua to clearly know that everything has changed. The generation that went before them is gone, and it's time now to move into the future when the time for change came. And that was going to be in a few days. It was going to happen. You see? So, ACF, things are changing. You're entering into a new season. And although nothing is seen in the natural or nothing seems in the natural to have changed right now, 
shortly, there's going to be new things in the spirit. We're not going to get it in the natural, but we're going to start to pick it up in the spirit. And so I want to say is there's no accident that you are alive at this precise moment and that you are here now. It's all part of God's plan. And my encouragement this morning is that every one of you need to fit into that plan. You need to flow with what is happening. And he intends to use you for his glory. Hallelujah. So just a scripture here, a well-known one, Isaiah 43, 18 and verse 19. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. Claim that as a promise. That's a promise. So ACF, this is your time. This is the Lord's season of visitation for you. And we can be thankful for the great things that God has already done. Hallelujah. We rejoice in that and we celebrate that. But let me say, it's gone. And there's something new, something different ahead of you. And you have got to embrace it and you've got to own it. Two words I just used there, embrace and own. You've got to do that. It's your day to stand to fight for what is yours in the Lord. It's your day to walk before the Lord in holiness and to pursue and possess what He has planned for you now. If God is to be glorified, it'll be by you walking in faith, engaging your culture with the Word and the Gospel, standing for truth and looking to Him for everything that you need and for your success. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of your faith. Hallelujah. I'm so glad today it wasn't all about Pastor John. It was first about him. You see, walking God's path involves timing, and God's timing is perfect, and it's now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just again, in Hebrews, it says, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Hallelujah. And then it goes on to some ugly words, like in the day of provocation and so on. But don't harden your heart. You see, many times we stifle what God is wanting to do by our stubbornness and our hardness of heart. And so let's open our hearts today to what God is wanting to do. God is really early, but will never be late. Hallelujah. In my experience, I said, Lord, now, now, now. And it's never now. It's absolutely on time. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you believe that you're here for a time such as this? Okay, my second thought there is it involves trust. It involves trusting. Israel is told to cross Jordan and possess the land. But that land is inhabited by warlike tribes, and uh, they're going to do everything that they can do to stop Israel. 
And uh, I normally do a study of Egypt to Canaan, and uh, it's a brilliant study of just Christian growth. And in there we see these things unfolding. So Israel, if it's to take the land, they must trust the Lord. They've got to trust God's promises that he gives them. They have to enter Canaan with their confidence in the Lord. And then they'll experience the victory. And beloved, you've got to take this thing seriously. You've got to enter into it with confidence. And I think the good thing is that you have a leader that is confident. Hallelujah. And uh, it seems like there is trust in your leader. And so that's a great advantage. Hallelujah. So the same level of trust is necessary for the church in our day. We face some dangerous and determined enemies right now. I don't know if you sense it, but I sense it all the time. They'll not give up what they possess without a fight. We're already witnessing a total moral collapse of our nation. And uh, we're witnessing the marginalization of the church in our society. And uh, we're also witnessing an erosion of our religious freedoms, whether we like it or not. Just recently in our country, everything was targeted towards the church. You're restricted to numbers. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to social distance. But then you see a meeting outside of 10,000 people, and there's nothing like that. What's good for the goose should be good for the gander. (laughs) Amen. But you see, this is where we're going. And uh, when we appealed the numbers, we were just told, you're the ones that will mess it up. And yet we're the ones that have strict protocols in order. You will wear your mask. You will sanitize. We will take your temperatures. So we were keeping the rules, but we're still penalized for a while, that is. So what do we do in the face of such trials? I believe that the answer is for us to walk into our future with our eyes on the Lord. We've got to keep our eyes on Him. We are to rest in His promises and trust that His will is going to prevail. Hallelujah. You see, if we're on the path, it's going to work. It's going to work. We must walk with Him with our faith in His Word, confident that He is sovereign and in control. For that victory to be real in our situation, we must walk His path. Hallelujah. So often we've heard, just walk. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. Just keep to the path. And uh, as a church, we need to just keep to the vision. Hold on to the things that the Lord has spoken. So ACF, the future may seem unclear right now, but I believe it is far brighter than you can imagine. And I just, uh, as I kept getting to that point, as I was reading, as I was writing, it was just very apparent that you don't see it now. It's not clear now, but just watch. Just watch, because you're going to have to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Never forget, His victory is already your victory. Hallelujah. To me, that's a key. Never forget your victory. Day by day, there's victories. Day by day, we are pressing in. And there's a victory at the end of it. Hallelujah. Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. So a little word study. The word overcome speaks of the Lord's victory over sin, death, Satan, hell, and the grave. The word refers to one who walks away with the victory. Jesus fought and won the battle for us. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. And three days later, he walked away with the victory. Amen. So we need to know this. And now he shares that victory with us. The scripture is clear. One of my favorites. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we've just had a quick look. I'd have liked to have said quite a bit more in there uh, and normally would have. We must walk in God's path. That involves timing and trust. My second little thought is that we must walk in God's promises. And we're sitting around verses 3 to 6. To encourage Joshua for what lies ahead, God gives him some precious promises. Those promises strengthen Joshua in his day. And they have the power to do the same for us. Hallelujah. So let's just talk a little bit. The first one is God's promise, promised his provision. Always. He promises his provision. We don't have to stumble around and look for provision. He provides his provision. So we see that the Lord promised Joshua that the land of Canaan now belongs to them. He stopped giving it to them. It now belongs to them at this particular point. Amen. And you need to take what has been given and know that it's already yours. It's already yours. You see, in the promise is the guarantee of success. Within this promise is the guarantee that God will protect, supply, and empower his people. That's in verse 5, roughly. And then lead them in the victory. And we see that. The moment they got through the Jordan, there was some funny little march. Funny little march. Amen. Kind of look at this. Funny little march. Ah. You see, we walk under the same promise. So ACF, as you embrace the new direction and emphasis, his provision is assured. And I just really, the things I'm saying now, when I say ACF, these are the things I felt. And I'm not a person of feeling. I absolutely have no feeling. Amen. I am not sentimental. I very rarely cry. I nearly cry. I said I really cry. I, but I nearly cried just now. <laughs> Hallelujah. So these things are just a sense and a know that the Lord has for you. You're not here to conquer a land. 
Listen to me. You're not here to conquer a land. You are here to represent your God. You're here to stand for truth. You're here to share the gospel with the lost. You're here to make a difference in your community and in your generation. And so to do that, you need a power that you don't have. We've got to walk in his anointing. We've got to walk in his love. And we've got to walk in his presence. You see, Israel, at the same point, could not have defeated the enemy on their own. They needed divine help. We need him, and we have his promises. One of the things that has been sure for me is that the promises of God are yea and amen. And I can stand today nearly 50 years and say that he's never let me down, never failed me. I've never lacked. Hallelujah. The God we serve is real and is true. So no matter what comes against us, we are his and he will not desert us. He will keep us. He will strengthen us. He'll give us the things that we need to survive and thrive. I deliberately use the word survive and I deliberately use the word thrive. You see, because often it feels like we are surviving, but we're just a moment away from thriving. Hallelujah. And if you want a scripture reference there, Romans 8, 35 to 39. Okay, the second thought is God's promises, His presence. And that we need to cherish and hold on to at all costs. Hallelujah. So God makes a wonderful promise to Joshua in verse 5. He says, I will not fail you. Amen. I'll not fail you. The word fail to me means to be slack or lazy or to be feeble, to leave alone or to abandon. He's not going to do any of those. Then he promises Joshua that he will not forsake his people. And that word means to reject desert, neglect, or abandon. And then we shoot over to verse 9, and God promises them that he will be with them everywhere they go. Hallelujah. So even if you leave and you scatter and you go somewhere else, he's still there. Wherever they go. If they fight in the mountains, God is with them. If in the valleys, he's there. By the sea, he's there. In the desert, he's there. In the day, in the night, he will be with them. See, the Lord's promise is to be with them every step that they take for him. And that promise applies to you. You see, we march under that same promise today. The Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. One of my quotes been quoting it for many, many years. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And to make it personal for me, I always say, he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Where I am, that's where he is. Hallelujah. For me, that has carried me through many uh, difficulties, hardships, trials, lack, whatever. You see, 
The promise goes on and says he'll be with us to the end of the world. He's promised to be with us through everything we face, in every battle we face. And uh, even in the waters, in the fire, they're not going to touch us. Hallelujah. So if you're writing notes, Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 5. See, Israel conquered Canaan because they believed and they had confidence in the Lord and His promises. So victory lies in God. Let me emphasize that. The victory is in the Lord, not in you. Not in Pastor John. Not in the leadership. Not in the church. But in the Lord of the church. Hallelujah. ACF, you will be victorious regardless. Your ability to share His victory rests on your willingness to trust Him and to walk with Him in humble obedience. Bad word. Bad word, this obedience, this word obey. Hallelujah. That's the one that gets you into trouble. Amen. So I want to just emphasize it. If uh, I just remember a little story just comes to mind. Sorry. At this age, I'm allowed to tell stories again. Amen. There's a little boy, he comes from uh, Sunday school, and uh, he comes home and he's crying. And so mother, not father, mother says, what's wrong, son? See, the Sunday school teacher used a bad word. She said, how bad? Four-letter word. So now mother's very concerned. Four-letter word to the kid. And so... uh, she uh, said, what was the word? And the kid looked up at her and said, he said, I must obey. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you must obey. Amen. That's a key to victory, beloved. So, my point so far, we must walk in the path of God that involves timing and trust. We must then, secondly, Walk in God's promises that includes His provision and presence. And number three, we must walk in God's power. And of course, we all like that. Amen. We want, want action. And uh, we've got a man of action. Amen. Hallelujah. So Joshua here, and we're in verses 7 to 9, Joshua knew God's path, and he possess God's promises, there was one more thing. It was God's power that he needed. So, ACF, you have in the past experienced the visitation of his presence. You've enjoyed a measure of his power, his anointing, his blessing, his outrageous grace, his goodness, his love, his favor. But there's more and greater things to come. There's more than that. Hallelujah. So if you're to walk in the more that the Lord has, we must have confidence. Confidence to me is just simple, a firm trust. I, I've got to trust Him. If I use the word confidence, I'm going to put the word trust next to it, just to reinforce it. 
So Joshua in verse 7, the A part says, only be strong and very courageous. And we love that verse. And uh, it's a promise to claim and uh, to lay hold of. The word only for me in that verse gives us a pause. When he says only, I mean, now you better pay attention. See, God promises Joshua that he will lead Israel in the victory. He promises Joshua that he will give Israel the land of Canaan. Now, I know I just said previously that God had given it, but we're just backtracking slightly. So all of the Bible, or all the Bible says, is simply without faith it's impossible to please Him. Amen? We've got to come to Him with a firm belief, with confidence. We've got to believe that He exists and that He rewards us. So the challenge now is the same as it was in Joshua's day. We must take God at his word. And some of you are saying, he's repeating himself all the time. I'm sorry I do that. Amen? As uh, senior citizens, we can appreciate you. We've got to say something more than once because the young people never hear you the first time. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, yeah, we do. So, if I'm repeating myself, just excuse me, say, the, the old goat. <laughs> Amen. You can, you can call me whatever. I know who I am. <laughs> Amen. So, you see, we've got to take God at his word, trust him, follow him wherever he leads us, and do whatever he says. Yeah. Equals victory. Yeah. So, my second thought in that area there is we must have compliance. Back to obedience and uh, observance. In verse 7, the B part, it says, Be careful, being careful to do according to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. He's told him earlier that he's dead, but now he's telling him to listen to him. Hallelujah. Only the Lord can come up with a plan like that. Amen. So, he says, listen to my dead servant and do what he commanded you. And then goes on in that profound thing. Do not turn from it to the right hand and to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. Hallelujah. I think I would listen to a dead person for that. Amen. So, beloved, you see, it depends how we tackle this thing, what we do about it. My knowledge of Pastor John, and as I've listened to him and got close to him, he speaks the truth in love. He speaks the word. He studies the word. Amen. Amen. And uh, if that's our judgment, then we can confidently follow that. You see? God tells Joshua that if he wants the victory, he must observe to do according to the law. Again, another point to the very thing that we're talking about. 
The word observe means to be careful, to beware, to do what is required. You see, Joshua is to devote himself to doing what God said to do in his word. If Joshua will honor the word of God, the Lord promises him that he will prosper, have good success wherever he goes. And that applies equally to us. The word prosper means to have wisdom, to be successful, to possess the capacity to understand. That's something you haven't heard before. Amen. We have a different idea of the word prosper. Lots of loot. To succeed. But you know, to succeed and to be successful, we've got to have a capacity to understand. And I believe that's one of the places that God is going to take us in the near future. We're going to just suddenly, the light's going to go on. It's going to, things are going to switch on. And uh, when we're reading, when we're just studying, things are going to be revealed. We're going to receive revelation. So let me just repeat that. The word prosper means to have wisdom, to be successful, to possess the capacity to understand and to exercise skill in life. And if we want to walk in His will, He will give you the wisdom, the success, the capacity to walk with skill before Him. The question that remains is, do you want victory in your life? You see, victory comes through obedience and faithfulness. There's no other way. Comes through obedience and faithfulness. Remember, your walk is by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. A couple of you are saying, ah, not again. I keep hearing that. Hallelujah. You know what? Every time I hear it, I expect something new to come from it. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Let me put it to you like this. When we hear the word of God, we always learn who he is and what he wants. Hallelujah. You see, we just connect those two things. If we please him, it's going to make a huge change. The third thought, and I'm getting right to the end, we must have commitment. Hallelujah. It's one thing to come to church, but to be committed is another story. You see, commitment to me speaks of obligation and duty. It means I'm connected, I'm there for a purpose, and I'm going to, uh, I am gifted. I have a place, and uh, I'm going to fit into that place. In verse 8, that's where we are. We find there that Joshua is commanded to meditate on the word day and night. He is to observe or be careful to do everything that is written in the word. Hallelujah. This will require a commitment on Joshua's part. He must know the word. He must be committed 
or he must commit his life to living out that word. And beloved, I believe we're coming to a time where that is going to be required of us. Hallelujah. So either do that or take the mark. Hallelujah. Go and line up for your 666. <laughs> because if you won't stand, that's what it will be. You see, the same commitment is needed by the church. If we are to share in God's victory, we must read His Word. Oh, he's repeating himself again, sure. We must seek His face to understand His Word. We must obey His Word. If He says to do something, why do we struggle instead of just doing it? If He says it's right, believe that it's right. If He says it's wrong, why don't you just believe that it's wrong and don't do it? Amen. You see, the victory is easy if we do the right things. So in verse 8, it then says, God says to him, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Hallelujah. Not a corporate thing, but an individual thing. You, your. So, Victory belongs to ACF. And if Pastor John and the leaders and every one of you wants to experience this victory, you've got to do what the Word says. Never forget, the victory is available to you. But only if you live your lives by God's Word and uh, with faith and confidence and trust in the Lord. One more verse, another one of my favorites. 1 Corinthians 15. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus. Therefore, my beloved brethren, or brothers in some versions, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've said some things. Let me recap. We must walk in God's path. That involves timing and trust. We must walk in God's promises. That includes His provision and His presence. And then we must walk in God's power with confidence, compliance, and commitment. Hallelujah. So there's a simple little thing. To me, now it's simple. At the time it was traumatic. But it was simple. It's simple. Not a lot of rules, not a lot of regulations, but you know what? Requirement. Amen. Amen. The day is coming, beloved, where we've got to be compliant. We've got to do what God says. And I find it's so much easier. It's a shortcut to His blessing and love. Amen.
So, let's get to verse 9 as I conclude. God's command to Joshua in verse 9 is, Be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is wherever you go. In a lot of the versions it says there, Be very strong, very courageous. Hallelujah. And uh, I'm going to say something on that in a moment. Hallelujah. So, Let's commit ourselves to trusting Him, honoring His Word, and walking in obedience. Let's walk into our future with committed, confident hearts. Let's be willing to walk with the Lord so that we can walk in His victory. The future is coming whether you like it or not. If you're ready or not, I want to just say God is ready. Hallelujah. He's always ready. He's ready. So, surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Amen. I believe that's a word for the church. Your future, your hope will not be cut off. So the things that you are believing for now, as you walk into them, they are already assured. Of course, in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know your plans. I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. So, beloved, I, I trust that I've just come and dropped something. And uh, it's just a, a challenge that we set before ourselves. Amen. There's a lot of things we could say, a lot of other sermons we can preach, and you get them. It's just a matter of time they come in. And uh, the vision will be made clear. Hallelujah. I know Pastor John is going to lay it out. He's going to begin to walk it. He's going to begin to see it manifest. It's going to become clearer as the Lord just opens the way. Amen. You're not going to walk in victory in this day with some haphazard, name it, claim it faith. It's not going to work. We're living in a day and a time where we must believe God and uh, believe God for who He is and what He is. Amen. Amen. So, basically, that's kind of in a nutshell, in, in my way uh, of of what the Lord gave me. But one more thing. You see, for something to really just break loose and happen now, we need to do something. We need to make a faith declaration. Amen. There needs to be a faith action that we take. And uh, I want to activate your faith. Let me explain something. This is one of my things. I don't know if anybody else does it. I don't really care. But this is something that God gave me. I was going through a very difficult time. And I was finding it pretty hard to trust and believe God. And one day, I was just praying, and uh, it came to me. Ken, why don't you draw a line, step over that thing, and believe God for a miracle? Believe God for the things that are just a mess in your life. Yeah. 
And so I did that. Took a roll of toilet paper, threw it along the floor, and I stood there and I just began to just cry out to the Lord. Took the step over there. I said, that's finished. I don't care what's ahead of me, but what I've been through and going through is finished. So to me, that activated my faith. Amen. And uh, it released me. So I've done this a couple of times. Not haphazardly. It's only as the Lord leads me to do it. And I was here and I wasn't even in my notes. I wasn't even planning. I wasn't even thinking of it. And then suddenly the Lord said to me, faith line. Hallelujah. And so I want you to believe with me. Whatever, whatever, whether it's personal, whether it's church, whatever, whatever's standing in the way of you pressing forward and into what God has for the church and for you, that if you will cross that line, leave it behind and trust God for the next step. I believe that you'll be transformed. In fact, I declare you will be transformed. So let me just explain the line. You see, it's to activate and declare your personal involvement in what the Lord is doing. We must dare to step over that line. The word dare is deliberate. To me, the word dare means be brave, enough to do something difficult or dangerous or do something that involves a risk. For some of you, this is a risk. You don't know where we're going. You don't know what's happening. You come to church on Sunday. That's it. But I believe that's going to change. Amen. So, crossing a faith line is an irreversible decision to do what the Word of God says and to believe that Word without doubt or fear. Hallelujah. I trust everybody just got that. Amen. You see, Abraham did that. In Romans 4.20 it says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving God the glory. So we're doing this in faith, believing God and giving Him the glory. It's a line that you draw when you need God to change something or do the impossible in your life. Amen. So I mentioned it a little earlier. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Okay. Amen. This is the beginning of the new. Many times instructions are going to come and you need to be compliant. Amen. Okay, I'm going to ask you to just lift your hands to him. And uh, just close your eyes. There's no trick in this. It's just, I think we just need to just get to that place. Let's close our eyes. And now I'm going to pray. Lord, I just come before you. Thank you for the great things that you're going to do, the wonderful things you're going to do, the way that you're going to touch our lives in a new and a different way, Lord. 
And today, Father, I just come right now. I just consecrate this action. And Lord, I declare this action holy in your presence today, in your sight, and in the sight of the congregation. And Father, I thank you that, Lord, as we enact and as we do this, it's a prophetic action that, Lord, would just take us to another level, another dimension, to another place in you, Lord. Right now, I declare, decree, and release, Lord, to this people life, blessings, prosperity, increase, overflow, good success, healing, deliverance, provision, protection, your favor, your grace. And Lord, whatever the need is today, those that cross the line believing, Lord, that the old is gone and the new is coming with all their hearts, that, Lord, they'd walk into this, your provision for them. And so, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, that, Father, as you look down, you smile, and, Father, you just reach down, touch people, Lord, as they just go through this little process in an amazing way, Lord. Change hearts, change minds, change mindsets. And Father, bring us into that place of faith, believing and trusting in you, Lord. And so, Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you that your favor is released in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.